You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast, in which three editors talk romance novels, sex, pop culture, relationships, writing. And did we mention sex? Yeah! From the ladies behind XOXOAfterDark.com, because the best conversations happen after dark. Welcome to the XOXO After Darkcast. Today we are talking about female friendships in fiction and real life. And in podcasts. And in podcasts. Yay. And, well, really just friendship, I think, is is a little more fair. Um, but we're, the complexities of, the love between friends, um, and really why they matter. Uh, but before we dive in uh, to that and having our guest on, uh, novelist Erica Forensic, we are going to tell you a little bit about our website. Um, absolutely. You might know our website by now. I hope you do. <laughs> XOXOAfterDark.com. Uh, we have some goodies up there right now. If you are into thrillers or romantic suspense, we actually have an excerpt of the beginning of Karen Robard's novel, Darkness, which also has an amazing cover, which is It great. does have a cool cover. So a uh, chilly excerpt for chilly days. Um, the free read right now that's being featured is from Cindy Gerard. So we're on kind of a romantic suspense mm, swing. Uh, Show No Mercy is one of her classic mm-hmm. uh, black ops uh, novels. So hunky special agents uh, defending us against uh, all sorts of nefarious creatures. That was one of the first books that I did, that I was an editorial assistant on, and my mind was blown. Oh, fun. Yeah. Um, and we also have a sweeps that is running right now, um, I think, if I'm looking at uh, New Year, New You? Yes. Yes. With uh, So we give you all of the books that you can, um, that'll help you keep your resolutions. Achieve greatness. So yes. We have like Hell Week, which is um, kind of like, uh, he was a Navy SEAL for it was. It's, it's, it's like bring crazy intensity like a Navy SEAL to your entire life, yeah. whether it's physical or mental. And yep. you do it in just a week. Right. Mm-hmm. It sounds very tiring to right. me. but There's a lot of journaling. <laughs> <laughs> but you journal hard. Yeah. I did not know that Marines journal that much, but okay. Right. Um, but yeah, there's that. There's um, sneaky blends. So yes, it's, um, packing more nutrition into your food. Brought to you by the sneaky chef who taught you how to sneak vegetables into your children's food, and now it's for adults mm-hmm. um, with purees. Uh, interesting. Women, food, and desire. I think. Yes, uh, and a bunch more. So go and check that out. That sweepstakes is running now. Uh, and if you didn't guess from the voice on the mic, uh, that is a little soft, more soft-spoken than our typical co-host, <laughs> Ms. Lauren. We miss you, Lauren. Uh, but we have wonderful guest, uh, always producer and guest co-host, <laughs> Diana, with Hello. us today. And I think that we all have friends, right? I hope. Yes, and at least one or two. We all are friends. We all are friends, <laughs> sort of. No, we are. Just kidding. I love how tentatively we're like. I think. No, <laughs> we're like real me? friends. Check yes or no. <laughs> we hang out outside of the. Yeah, podcast. the cat is out after the jellyfish episode. The cat yes. is out of the bag. That we are. That friends. we hang out. Yes, um, but. Uh, the reason we're talking about this is because we're going to have on the podcast a novelist who does not write romance. She writes uh, suspense. Mm-hmm. So. But one of the major uh, threads within her novel is that it's four women who have been friends for a very long time, and they go on a girls' weekend that gets horribly out of hand. And I, I won't ruin it because I want the author to talk about it a little bit more. But, um, but the f- entire first section of the novel, if not the whole novel, is all about the interaction and the history between these four women and, and the different 
uh, relationships at play between them. So we were talking in preparation for the podcast and talking about how friendships really are some of the most defining characteristics of our interactions with one another um, and how important friendship is, especially uh, even as you gain romantic relationships or um, move jobs, your friends are really going to be with you the whole way, hopefully. Um, Diana, I know you just got back from a large <laughs> trip with a bunch of single ladies or I a bunch did. of ladies from high school, right? Yes. So um, this year, we are turning 30. Some of us have already turned 30. Um, and my good group of girlfriends from high school, um, we all hadn't seen each other. Some of us live in, well, I live here, obviously, in New York. Someone lives in um, Virginia. And then the other three live in California. So we hadn't been together in a very long time. Um, we had seen each other, mm-hmm. but we thought this was a great idea to celebrate ourselves and our friendships and turning how did it 30. Go? Um, it was, do you um, remember how it went? <laughs> well, so we went to New Orleans for a long weekend and it, it was honestly amazing. It, um, it was kind of freaky how easy you fall back into your roles and your, and how easy you get along with one another. Mm-hmm. And then also very obvious when you, the things that used to kind of irk you or you found humorous about one another, um, it's still there. Yeah. And you are, it's weird because you're stuck in the past where you relive these old memories of high school or like those crazy nights when we would go out um, or just funny quirks and stories about one another. But then you're learning like one of our friends was pregnant um, mm-hmm. while she was there, which kind of sucked for her. But <laughs> you know, it was fine. Things change. Things change. And so, and she's married and um, I have Greg and then I, the other girls were were single and kind of mingling. One of them had a weekend <laughs> boyfriend, which was funny. Vacation trip. Um, yeah, which is great. Um, so it was funny to see, like, we're not, you know, we're at different stages, but we're all the same person, people, and, like, we still love one another. It was, mm-hmm. I don't know, I had such a great trip, and it really made me miss um, the fact that we don't see each other as often, and we're not together as, as much as we used to be. Yeah. Um, Um, I just read The Mothers by Britt Bennett, and the central characters are two young girls. It it basically takes place the summer that um, one of them is 17, and then it carries on for about 10 years after that. But it really made me remember how almost codependent I was with my best friend in high school and how we dressed the same, we listened to the same music, we uh, kind of echoed each other back to each other in a way mm-hmm. that was affirming and necessary at the time. And I remember that my mom, we were in the car at one point and she said something like, you guys won't always be this close. I Don't you think I had a best friend like yeah. that when I was 17? And I was like, thought, oh no, no, of course not. No way. Right. Like, you we could never understand. Like, forever and ever right. and ever and you'll never know the mm-hmm. love between us. Right. Um, and like we still, we're still friendly but, but we don't, pal around the way we once did at all yeah and i'm i'm curious like what would happen if we all did live in the same Mm -hmm. um place and and obviously some you know relationships are stronger than others or you are just drawn to one other person more than the rest of the group but um yeah it was it was weird and also i feel like because i'm back in with people who knew me 10 years ago or you know more than that Mm -hmm. Maybe I act a little bit more like I used to, and I'm not. You kind of regress a little bit. Yeah, like I am. Yeah, I. Def, I it's like I just feel like I need to fulfill however they saw, saw me then. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but then also I realized like, oh, we're adults. You know, like there there were certain things that I was like, oh yeah, no, no I'm not going to do that. Like, <laughs> I, I'm going to be thirty. <laughs> yeah. I just uh, was was feeling my female friendships for for New Year's Eve. I mm-hmm. went out with a friend, and. Um, we had a lovely raucous New Year's, which I never usually do because yeah. my New Year's is typically 
um, woohoo, jammies at seven and finger foods and let's watch the ball <laughs> drop. And it's so comfortable here where there are no taxis required. Finger foods is not what I thought you were going to say, but I'm glad that's where you went with it. Absolutely. I'm a lady this early <laughs> in the podcast. Um, but we went out and we had sort of a fun, we dressed up and we had this fun drunken evening and um, it ended with someone holding someone's hair back. And <laughs> basically we sort of staggered home in the wee hours and I was like, wow, this felt like going out in my 20s. Yeah. I haven't done that in a long time. And then the next morning, it felt like I had done that in my 40s. Right. And I was like, this is why you don't do this anymore. (laughs) Time definitely marches on. You're going to die. Right. But it also filled me with a bit of sort of nostalgia for that um, adventuresome, like, you know. Double may care, single Exactly. We're out forever and basically all of my friends because i am you know 10 odd Mm -hmm. 15 years older than you guys are married and have kids usually a couple which is a huge shift yeah and they tend not to be able to come out and play that often after that and you know i am still close and we still talk but this friend was someone that i used to see every single day i mean Mm -hmm. we worked together and we lived half a block from each other right you were immersed yeah and it was just like such a lodestone Mm-hmm. Especially living in New York City, where a lot of the rest of your life is like everybody stay away from me, so I can have my two square feet that are exactly. allotted to me. <laughs> um, and uh, you know, I mean, of course, uh, we grow up and we change, and mm-hmm. and we're both married, and you kind yeah. of do your separate thing. But uh, it was nice to have, nice to remember that that's there still that's in your inside core. of you. Yeah, and I'm like, all right, it's still you can tap it when you it's there when you need it. Right. Right. Yeah. It is um, the friendship versus romantic relationship thing is really interesting. I was talking with somebody last night about how there really isn't a space for um, it was a, in a sad way. The, this is a sad story, but a friend of mine had recently lost someone, a friend of his, and um, there is no there is no term for a friend widow a friend widower Mm. like if you lose someone that's dear to you in a friendship way it's Mm -hmm. not categorized the same way as it would be if you were romantic partners or family Um, but a lot of my friends are like family to me I mean they really are Mm -hmm. the people who have kind of ushered Mm -hmm. in my adult life and I think there's something to be said for the reason why things like girls trips weekends away Mm -hmm. uh, become kind of ever more important as people get older because you can't really have fun with your friends with your two kids clinging to your ankles, right? right. Mom, mom, right. mom, mom. Yeah. And I remember doing that when I was a kid, sitting like right outside the kitchen so I could eavesdrop on my mom talking right. with her friends. Like that's something weird. amazing yeah. is happening Some, in there and I don't I'm know what sure it is, but I want to be boring. I'm sure it was like carpool schedules, right. but I wanted to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. awful. Yeah, what could they've been, been talking about for it, so long. It would have been much different if like the guys had come or like I said we lived mm-hmm. all in the same place and I was like I'm sorry I have this to do with so and so or like oh I I can't tonight it's like date night or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it'd be different and it, maybe there'd be a little bit more of a strain but it, you were in such a like a little bit of a vacuum because you were by right. yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Um but to that like speaking of where you lose a friend there's also that weird part when you grow up where you realize that some people just don't work anymore in your yeah, life. Yeah, it doesn't like, click anymore. Yeah. You don't mesh anymore. Whatever brought you together in the past no longer does. And um, I was talking to my clo- my cousin because mm-hmm. she um, has a close friend who, or a close friend who, she, they whatever they had a falling out, and she was just so upset by the fact that like this person. I mean, she knew that they shouldn't be friends anymore, mm-hmm. and there were a reason why they were falling out, but. 
um she it was like a morning almost yeah, like that totally. relationship so and it's difficult with 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 anyone really right. to kind of break up with them but um but it's less formal when you talk about friends yeah I, I had a friend through my early 20s who was a great fun friend for that time mm-hmm. and we got along wonderfully and we grew apart rather suddenly, but not violently. Right. And she got married. She moved to the Midwest. I think she's really happy. I haven't spoken to her in years. But several years after we stopped hanging out and several years ago, which makes me feel like I've been an adult a very long time, she I got this email out of the blue from her that said, we were unpacking, her husband and I, and, and she, and he broke a plate that I had given her when we were like 22. I mean, just a set of four, not anything right. great. And she had lost it. Like she had been like, you don't even know what this means. You cannot replace this. It is not okay. And he was right. like, I don't understand. <laughs> oh. It's just a plate. And she was like, oh no, I used to have this friend and we don't really talk anymore, but it mattered and it does matter. And it is a part of me in my yeah. history. And it really, like I you know, wrote back to her and, and we didn't then pick up the friendship and move forward mm-hmm. and, and whatever, but the gates were a little bit open to honor what that was in our lives. Right. Yeah. And even though it won't be that again. Right, but it, who knows, and maybe yeah. it would become something new. And Facebook, I think, in a lot of ways has, it, it, it extends those friendships because you're like, I still see what you're doing. Right, it's cool. you feel like you're I'm still up you're to well. date. Right. I was just thinking, I have a my high school best friend, mm-hmm. um, was one of those people where I went to college on the West Coast and mm-hmm. she stayed on the East Coast and it, we went to a, I would see her, you know, summers and yeah. Christmases. But like every Christmas when I would come home, we would make it a point to see each other mm-hmm. and you would pick up right where you left off. It felt yeah. the same. It was mm-hmm. great. And even well into, you know, I went to her wedding. She came to my wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, she got married. She had kids. We, but uh, then when I lived in New York, still I would come home at Christmas time, and she lived in the Boston area, and yeah. I would always be like, "Oh, I'm going to be home, so let's make a night. I'll come out to see you, and mm-hmm. you know." And it was really regular, and it felt great. And then she actually moved to like up- upstate a little bit, and mm-hmm. I was like, "Oh my god, that's great! We'll see more of each other." No, nope. I have not seen her since yeah. she got here, and I see her on Facebook. That's not entirely true. I'm sorry, I have seen her. Like she was in the city with her kid for something, mm-hmm. and we for uh, for a bit. And she's busy. She had three children. Right. Like she had a lot That's going a lot on. Of kids. And I truly keep thinking, I'm going to drive up and see her place. Yeah. She's a drive away. Right. It's you know? not far. It's not far. I can do this. And we keep saying, Yeah, yeah, yeah. We totally have to do this. How many years has she been here now? And I just feel, but it's the Facebook lets you feel a little like you're still in touch. Right. But even just talking about it, I'm like, oh, I miss that. I need to. You should make, make a resolution this to do it. That'll this be year. my resolution is to just be like, I will come and drive up and see your place. Like, right. Let's hang out. We'll have a real quality time. Quality time. Just don't Cheryl, go. if you're listening, which you're not <laughs> listening, but, you know, I'm coming for you. We're going to do it. just don't go into the woods. No, no woods. No. Thank you very much. And you will find out why right after this break. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. So welcome to the podcast, Erica Forensic. Erica, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Um, Erica is the author of The River at Night, which goes on sale 11017. 
And we, she and I, have been working together on this book for, oh gosh, a year and some odd change. Yes. Yeah. A year and four months or something. And it's a thriller about four women who go into the woods and it does not go well for them. Do you want to <laughs> do you want to tell us a little bit more about it, Erica? Yeah, well, <clears throat> it is about, you know, four best friends who go um on, on this ill-fated trip um and, you know, they obviously the women have different personalities, you know, there's Pia who's the alpha female mm-hmm. um who's kind of the ringleader for the trip and convinces everyone to go. Um <laughs> yeah, and uh yeah, I mean, normally they do stuff like I don't know, just go to the beach, but mm-hmm. this is not that year. Right. They're going to conquer. Team beach. Team beach. <laughs> no, no, they're not sitting around making, you know, margaritas in the blender, the blender this time. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they, they, they all said yes, and, uh, you know, then, then you know, stuff happens. <laughs> Bad stuff. Um, yes. So yes. I am curious about, to, to kind of get us rolling, we were just talking about female friendship and the important role that it plays in relationships and especially as you get older and life may hit you with ups and downs um so why don't you could you tell us a little bit more about where the inspiration for the four best friends came from well i mean i do have um a set of of women friends that i go away with not every year anymore just because you know everyone's kind of scattered to the four winds and it's very hard to do yeah so you know we do get together um as often as possible to go on a trip together. But I have noticed that, you know, um, things generally go pretty well, but (laughs) it's always occurred to me, wow, what if, you know, what if uh, we were thrown into a circumstance where, you know, the relationships were really tested. Right, right. And, you know, the essential person has to come out and, you know, um, and that's how you find out who who people really are, you know. Right. So, right. Do you um, have an inkling of if you would do well or not during the, a test of your true character? <laughs> I think we all like to think we would do well, but I, I'm certain I would find out a lot about myself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I mean, I, yeah. Of course, I fantasize. You know, oh, we would save everybody. You know, and I would. <clears throat> but uh, I don't know. I don't. Know. I do know that you know. Uh, I have been on a kind of funky uh, hiking trip where I was with several women and a guy, mm-hmm. and it wasn't a very well-planned trip. Um, and we were supposed to stay in a hut in the White Mountains and get there by 5.30. Yeah. And, you know, it was 6.30, 30, 7.30, oh 8.30, and it was getting dark. And, uh, you know, there was woman, one woman who had uh, cramps in her legs, so we had to stop and massage her mm-hmm. legs. Oh caps and hamstrings so that we could continue yeah ran out of we did run i mean we ran out of food and water i mean i um terrifying we were lost yeah it was like just staying calm in that situation right took extraordinary amount of um energy and you know some of us were calmer than others i i I bet you know so we made it i lived yeah part of the inspiration for the book you know yeah what what would happen you know right um And, you know, I read Deliverance, loved Deliverance, mm-hmm. 1970 novel by James Dickey it, about the four men who went whitewater rafting, you know, right. windows and 
so so on. But uh, <laughs> and I thought, well, why not women? You know, why not women? Yeah, I'm, I'm more fascinated by women's real, female relations, female friendships. I just think they're so loaded. Right, right, and that's kind of what comes to the fore in a sense of emergency, not just the. What if I secretly think this about her? But what if my life depends on know. knowing this about her? <laughs> right, either knowing it about her or telling, you know, being truthful with her, whether it may hurt her. Right. Um, you know, uh, just just uh, down to the bare elements of survival. I just think it's interesting. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so the book is set in Maine. Mm-hmm. Um, why did you pick Maine, and how did you kind of get off the ground with figuring out where to start? Um, I picked Maine because when I was thinking about where to set it, I thought, I mean, you know, I'd been to Portland and so on, and mm-hmm. I, just, I was just literally looking at the map and saying, oh, my God, you know, there's about five feet of map space of Maine that I've never been, mm-hmm. and what the hell is up there? <laughs> nothing. Nothing <laughs> is up no, there. Nothing <laughs> up there. You know, there is no, which was kind of cool to me, you know. Yeah. Um, so I thought, i got to go up there, you know, and, and see if this is it's a good setting. Well, I'd already fallen in love with it just looking at stuff online. So. Yeah. Um, I, um, you know the story, I, I took a nine-day trip and, and interviewed people who lived off the grid, and I was scared and cold. And mm-hmm. <laughs> Were you, like, in Acadia National Park, like that area, or, you, and, or really further in deeper? I don't know any other names of... No, that's okay. Um, <laughs> Acadia is more um, east. Mm-hmm. I was in the Allagash Territory, which is uh, as far northwest as you can be, where... Um, you know, if you drive, if you go to Fort Kent, which is, I think, the last town before Canada, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's the St. John River. And if you just keep going west, literally the road ends. I mean, like, there's no road. <laughs> right. And, uh, I mean, yet there are, are hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of square miles of land. Um, and, you know, there. I mean, there are logging roads. There are private roads, quote, unquote. There are mm-hmm. roads people have built that are just nobody really talks about. Um, there's a whole, you know, other sort of economy and life going on. Um, That's crazy. Built gr- on the land, you know, built on. Yeah. I grew up in, in New England, although in safe suburban Massachusetts. But I think uh, the area that you're describing especially is why that old joke about you can't get there from here. You ne- really can't. It never made sense to me because I'm like, no, there are absolutely places you simply cannot get from other places. Yeah. And I think right. large swaths of Maine are that place. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's absolutely true. Large swaths of Maine. Are, and and um, so, yeah, I, I didn't know anyone who lived off the grid. So I called, you know, all the chambers of commerce from, you know, Millinocket up to Caribou and um, New Sweden and Fort Kent to... Mm-hmm to find someone and they were like well you know off the grid grid. they don't want to talk to you right (laughs) you know so so but then eventually i I kept pushing you know and they said Mm -hmm. well i know someone who might want to talk to you because he's so freaking lonely Mm -hmm. (laughs) he may kill you (laughs) you know so uh that was how i i rounded up those interviews yeah and he didn't kill you, thank goodness. He didn't kill me, but <laughs> I had my mace. And then, <laughs> I, I was always like, okay, what's the escape plan? Don't ever get to a place where, you know, I, I was... You can't get out. I, didn't, I know, I wanted to come home, you know? Right. Yeah, right. You my, did not want to go off the grid. My beleaguered husband who's like, what are you doing? You know, <laughs> like, are you kidding me? Oh, my God. So, <laughs> so tolerant. Were they telling you, like, all the ways that Maine can kill you? Or, like... 
uh, why they didn't like people. Why they lived up there. What kind of stuff did you learn from? I'm fascinated. Well, I had sort of preconceived notions about why they did what they did. Yeah. Um, and I and everyone's reasons were different. Mm-hmm. There were some similarities. There were certainly the personality of. You know, there's the sort of the, the distrusting type who just doesn't want anything to do with society. But even even within that category, there are reasons for that too. Right. Um, it, from the guy, really scary. I'm, just, I'm using the name Billy. It's not his real name. And who I got on his horse called Freedom, and I met him on the highway, and wow. we and we and we. I literally got on this guy's horse. Oh my god! And and, and we rode through the woods for an hour to his very strange log cabin and wife and five children wow who fed me uh this meal of bear meat and wild potatoes and um and then he made me sign um uh some document before i got on the horse saying i wasn't going to reveal where he lived or wow yeah yeah um i wonder what those kids are doing now I don't know. I don't know. They were kind of quiet. Hunting. Yeah, probably yeah. hunting. Yeah. Um, so you've actually done a couple other books as an indie publisher, as an indie writer. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is your first with a traditional publishing house. So would you tell us what have been kind of some interesting differences between the two? Well, it certainly has been great to have you guys. <laughs> you I don't mean, have to I say mean, that. I mean, but we like when you do. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm I'm a, I'm a, I'm someone who takes charge and so on, and I I don't mind wearing several hats. But mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a lot to take on um, and be successful. Be successful, especially with fiction, because right. I mean, I mean, it's hard to be successful with fiction with a traditional publisher, much less on your own. Right. You don't have the you know built-in platforms, for example. Um, and much less the connections and the distribution and so yeah. forth. I mean, I had a great time. I I, <laughs> I did a ton of talks and I met yeah. a lot of people and I did some sales and I actually optioned um, one of my books, Repeaters, for film. But mm-hmm. I feel like um, I mean, this is a this is a whole different um, world for me. It's really lovely and yeah. very grateful for all the all the help and professional <laughs> treatment of that. <laughs> well, so, that seems uh, like kind of a low, it seems like I asked maybe a loaded question. Um, <laughs> but what was your favorite so far? So your book goes on sale this week. And um, what so far has been your favorite moment of the publication process? Um, I think getting the call that the book deal. That's <laughs> <laughs> a good moment. That is a good moment. I mean, that was one was like, okay, I can die now. I did it. The Aww. call. Uh, no, in a good way. No, no. Yeah, no. yeah, yeah. No, um, I, there were so many great moments. I guess when um, I really loved um, graduated, I guess, getting getting uh, published by Scout Press. Yeah, I yeah. loved when I finally handed in the manuscript to you. Kate, and, yeah. you, and we, we were final, final, final. Oh, that was a great moment. There are so many different types of final in publishing. There are so many finals, and then after that, there were more finals. But there was, you know, we were, you know, just, I was sweating that, man. I was yeah. like, God, it has to be, we both wanted it to be perfect. Yeah, it's, it's most perfect, perfect self. You know, I mean, it's perfect as we can. Yeah. How was um, opening the box or the jiffy or whatever when um, you got your first finished copies? Did you? Well, I, 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 like all 
amazing events. I wait till my husband comes home. Oh, and I we just you know we open it together, you know, Aww. and have a glass of wine, and it's amazing. It's yeah. kind of some things are just so wonderful that like, they're just beyond words, you know. I just uh, what I you know what you know I've been working on yeah on this for a really long time and. Um, it's great to share that with someone you love, you know. Of course. And he sounds very yeah. supportive. Yes. He's your very, cover is beautiful. I'm, I'm, oh, yeah, we love that yes, cover. Yes, that cover is the best. <laughs> but, yeah, you could have had a baby in the time that you did this book. You really. could have had two and babies. You opted to do books instead. <laughs> did I mention? No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I, if you're ready, why don't we do uh, the true confessions questions? Oh, my God. Okay. Okay. It's You can't think about it too much. That's the trick. Okay. Okay. Sweet or salty? Sweet. Heels or flats? What was the second? What did you say? Heeled shoes or flat shoes? Oh, flat. I'm old. Come on. <laughs> Hiking boots. Hiking boots. Um, Hiking boots, yeah. Mountains or beach? Mountains. Mountains, obviously. <laughs> yeah. This is like set up for you. Yeah, right. I um, know. Paper or ebook? Paper. Favorite road trip food? Oh, favorite road trip food? Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh God! I just kind of, I kind of like. Um, this is gross, but um, <laughs> uh, you know, I just, I just like uh, McDonald's vanilla milkshakes. Yes, oh, that That's is a not good answer. Anywhere close yeah, to the that. grossest thing we've heard on this podcast. Combos are the grossest. <laughs> I love combos. That is mine. You stay off. Yeah, you know pizza. You know yeah. gross. <laughs> um, what word would you ban from the English language? Uh, awesome. Really? I say that all the time. I know, but you know. <laughs> She's been meaning to say something to you. More in the time when awesome had a meaning yeah. that had nothing to do with it being like. Cool. I say it all the time, too, by the way. Yeah. yeah. But you just yeah. spent all this time hiking through literally awesome right. vistas and and exploring that. I could see how. Yeah, I mean. Uh, moved to awe. Even the yeah. word awe, people are like, hmm, I don't know. What is that? Is it like awesome? Yeah. <laughs> That's sad. Yeah, oh, you no. shouldn't use the same word awesome? to describe like your I Starbucks I mean, latte. I say awesome all the time. It's just uh, <laughs> yeah. We need a new awesome. We do. We do. <laughs> you know, let's work on that. Okay. Right. Well, that'll be our next to do next week. Okay. <laughs> um, we'll put it in your next book. That sounds great. <laughs> uh, t- uh, what is a task that if you could pay someone to do um, this one task for you for the rest of your life, what would it be? Clean my house. That's legitimate. You actually can pay someone else to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, to do that. Oh, yeah. I clean and cook. Oh, my God. Oh, that'd be lovely. Mm-hmm. Housekeeper. Um, what is one turn off and one turn on of yours? Uh, turn off would be uh, not listening. Mm-hmm. Um, a turn on would be curiosity. I agree with those. Those are good choices. Those are yeah. good ones. Yeah. Um, and lastly, what is your favorite romantic movie? Oh, my God. Mm. Romantic movie. I don't know if I have one. I'm so bad. I watch all these like supernatural thrillers. You could do a favorite uh, thriller movie. Like Descent. That was Descent. the, the one with the caves and the women and the, oh. the women that goes down. I mean, that's too scary. That popped to mind. Yeah. <laughs> that's a good I'm one. I'm come back to you on that. Okay, sounds good. That one definitely seems on brand for Erica, though. Yeah, yes. I'm trying to brand yeah. it up. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> no, well, I'm not a romance. Okay. No, no. we know. Um, <laughs> so uh, to wrap up, last question. Are you working on anything now? Oh, it's funny you should ask. Um, <laughs> yes, I'm working on a novel that takes place in the Peruvian Amazon, a love story and, and thriller. Well, maybe you're going to have to bone up on your love stories then. 
I am. I am. <laughs> it's part of the story. But, yeah, it's definitely, it, it's hard to write about love. It is. Mm-hmm. It's know? very hard. It's, it's, I think, one of the hardest things to write about. Yeah, of all the hard things there are. But yeah. um, uh, I look forward to placing my next novel in this kind of naturally dramatic landscape. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Which can also kill you. Which can kill you in, in, you know, half an hour. But, I mean, it's and it's also, I think it's really in the zeitgeist right now in terms of being one of the last places on Earth mm-hmm. that is, you know, truly wild. Truly secluded yeah. and, and really untouched. Yeah. yeah. has the biggest biodiversity on Earth still. Interesting. I heard they discovered a tree frog today. A new tree frog. Yeah. They discovered a new tree frog? I think so. They being scientists. I'm not super clear on the details. <laughs> right. It showed up on the web, so we but, figure uh, it's true. Yeah, well, you know, they're, you know, I'm sure you know they're, you know, they haven't even tapped into what's down there. Yeah. The animals, plants, you know. All of it. Um, so, well, luckily you have connections that can help you bone up on some love stories. Yes. Um, but in the meantime, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. And for our listeners, you can buy Erica's book, The River at Night. Right now. Right now. I think it's going on sale probably the day before this will air. Right. So uh, it's available wherever books are sold in both hardcover and ebook. Feel free to check it out. Welcome to Play It, a new podcast network featuring radio and TV personalities talking business, sports, tech, entertainment, and more. Play it at play.it. You're listening to XOXO After Darkcast. <laughs> it was lovely to have Erica on the podcast. She was great. And I think also this was a real PSA about do not go camping. Do not go camping. Do not go into the out of doors. Is the takeaway it's from Erica's dangerous. book. That is mostly what um, I got from that. Again, it is called The River at Night. Yes. And um, it's, a, it's a fave of mine. And um, when we post the podcast, we'll also link to this medium piece that she wrote all about the first person uh, research that she did in Maine with Off the Gritters. And it's super interesting. Very different world from the one in which at least I live. Yeah. And hey, maybe we have some Off the Grid listeners. Off the Grid podcast. Well, no. no By definition, can, can we? Get, no. Can you get podcast? You can get them on your on, phone, though. Is that the grid? But they have don't have a phone because it's no, no self, no cell. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, I'm really hazy on the concept. <laughs> we will, we will ride a horse named Freedom, carrying cassette tapes of our podcast. <laughs> well, I think of off the grid like when I leave my phone in the guest room when I'm hanging out with my family. Yeah, it's just a smaller grid. It's just a smaller <laughs> grid. A much smaller grid. Um, but so for our game today, oh. we are going to play. This or that, or who are you with right. famous female friendships? Because, it's like a personality quiz for us today. But we get to answer it ourselves. It doesn't tell us. Yes. Yeah. So I don't like it when tests tell me who I am. I love to be told who I am. <laughs> <laughs> that seems and that, a good yeah, point right. of entry for <laughs> this <laughs> quiz. So yeah. I think Diana has picked some uh, famous pairs for us, right? Yes. yes. Okay. okay. Um, are you Lucy or Ethel from um, I Love Lucy? I think I'm more Ethel. Wasn't Ethel kind of along for the ride? I think I am probably Ethelish as well, but to be honest, I never watched I Love Lucy. Really? Yeah. I watched a lot when I was a kid, but yeah. we had Nick at Night. You TV may have Land. missed that time I'm when I'm too Nick old at for got, Nick at Night. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, that but, got big when I was a kid. But I, I feel naturally like a second banana in most cases, Aww. so I think Your that's probably Your first banana Ethel. to me. Oh, heart. Heart. <laughs> mm, I'm a Lucy. Yeah. That's yeah. accurate. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Although I've probably become a little bit more of an Ethel as, I, as I've grown up. I know. <laughs> okay, I'll give you three choices. Okay. Oh. Are you Phoebe, Rachel, or Monica? I'm a Monica. Uh, I'm sorry. That's real. <laughs> the guest towels and the guest guest towels and the fancy guest towels. Right. If I had more storage for towels, that's what I would have. I'm a Monica. Yeah, I'm some... I 
Yeah, I'm not as I feel like I'm in between Rachel and Monica because I I cannot maintain the level of Monica required. <laughs> um, and there's an element of I'm mostly on it with the occasional. Oh right, I guess you do need to have a doctor. Or mm-hmm. yes, I guess I have to. Have, uh, well, uh, no, actually, I don't. Oh my god, Abby, get a doctor. <laughs> I know. Oh, I have a chiropractor. It's the same no, thing. that's not no. the same. <laughs> we're not even real GP. doctors. He is a real doctor. No, they're Does, not. Can he prescribe you medicine? Well, no. Okay, then he's not a real doctor. <laughs> but <laughs> prescriptions were bust. I asked. <laughs> I asked him if he could do my eye. T- <laughs> <laughs> he cannot do your eye test. He's like, no, I don't actually do everything. I'm like, but you're the one I know to get the appointment with. <laughs> Abby. So there's maybe, it okay, might be I'm, a little Phoebe in here, I'm actually. I'm setting you up with a ZocDoc um, next okay. week, and we will get it taken care of. I have a problem with choosing. I gave you a, P- a PCP. I know, but I can't find I don't remember where it is. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I'm not good on follow I have, like, through. seven doctors. I'm unmonarchying as we, as we go. <laughs> you're a Phoebe. I, yeah. I'm getting a little Phoebe. You're just over there and singing Sally Cat. That's yeah. true. I can do yes, that I can do. I believe that you can All do right. something like that. Okay, um, uh, Leslie Nope or Ann Perkins from Leslie Parks Nope. Uh, yeah, Ann. Hundred percent. I'm an Ann. Nope. Mm, yes, yeah. you are yeah, totally hundred yeah. percent. Yeah, feminism. <laughs> well, and not like Ann doesn't believe. No, in she does believe. But now is Leslie's April on the table? <laughs> April. Oh, then I'm an April. <laughs> You're definitely. Yeah, April. <laughs> Actually, I don't know why I didn't think of that. Yeah. <laughs> Any um, Reddas here? Mm, no, no I'm not. none of us are cool enough to be yeah. Retta. No, I don't think so. Wait, is her name Retta on the show? No. Yeah. Yes. Oh, it's, no. It's, no, the um, actress's name is Retta. Yeah. What's her name on the show? It's um Donna. Donna. Thank you, of Pat. Of course, thanks, Pat. Pat, are you an Ann or a Leslie? I think I'm an Ann. <laughs> Pat's yeah. an Ann. Yeah. Um, I could see that. Okay. Um. Oh, uh, Meredith Gray or Christina Yang from Grey's Anatomy. Uh, Meredith's so dishwatery. Yeah, I wish I were a Christina. Um, I think I'm closer to a Christina, but she's so prickly. Or are you? Um, what's her face that got oh, murdered? Oh, Catherine Heigl. Yeah, she didn't even get murdered. She just left. She just like died right. or something. Don't they all die? No. Everybody dies. Well, a lot of people die, but no. not the ones. It's not the ones you sometimes hope to. I haven't watched Grey's Anatomy since college. Is it still on? I still watch. Like I had to break up with it. Yeah, yeah. How can that be? Because Meredith is still there. Because maybe Meredith should have tried for a new job. She she did leave at some point and she came back. Oh yeah. good god! Because Derek died. Spoiler alert! I know. Oh no, Derek yeah. died. McDreamy is no more. Oh no, I thought McSteamy. But they have like died. an. Abduct. I preferred McSteamy. He was. Oof. Oh yeah. 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 And, yeah. and more fun. McDreamy got really sanctimonious. Oh yeah. Um, okay, Daria or Jane. I think Daria wasn't Jane very hardcore Daria-ish yeah I'm lazy like Daria and I'm scornful yeah but Jane was like Jane was more activist I feel like yeah uh, wasn't she yeah I don't know they were perfect I don't remember Jane's um, I don't remember her speaking very well yeah being there with very severe outfit yeah yeah okay so we don't really have enough data to go off of Um, do you guys watch Orange is the New Black yes yeah are you a Pousset or a... What's the other one? Tasty? Um, tasty. tasty. Mm-hmm. Probably Pousset. She's kind Probably of the... more tasty, I think. You think? Well, yeah. I don't think I'm... I, I don't have the, like, tough severity. No, Pousset's all sweetness. Oh, wait, no. She works at the library. She works at the library. No, then who am I thinking of? Her... Her best friend, Tasty. With the poofy hair. Yes. Yeah. But not more. the two poofy hairs. Not the two poofy hairs. That's, um, 
I don't remember her name. What's her name? I don't remember her name, she's but little, she's great. She's, she's the one who converted meaner. to Judaism, yeah. which was my favorite episode oh, of the whole thing. Right. <coughs> but yeah, I feel I'm not as outgoing as Tasty, but I sort of feel like the, well, this is not great, but I will sort of make the best of it, kind of. I, but I would say I'm not know. optimistic enough to really be Pusey. Mm. You know? She's, it was like, really goodness and light. Yeah. She just yeah. had like a bad, rough, yeah. Yeah, rough break. Yeah. No spoilers. No spoilers. Um, okay, and then we're going to wrap it up with, are you Carrie? Charlotte? Oh, barf. Miranda? <laughs> <laughs> but um, I can't remember. Samantha? Samantha. Can't remember the other one's name. I'm a Miranda. I'm a Miranda, so, too. Yeah. All my friends are always like, oh, you're such a Miranda. What are you? you? I guess I'm a Miranda. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought I was a little bit more of a Charlotte. In I always some thought I was a Charlotte too. But I think. But I think I just liked her clothes. You're the fooled best. by yeah. the nesting. Yeah, I think. I'm by fooled the, like, by the skirts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Miranda has the worst clothes. Yeah, I know. They made her so frumpy. It's not Miranda's fault. It's not Miranda's fault. Samantha's the worst. Yeah. No, Carrie's, I Carrie's the, worst. the worst. Carrie's a monster. <laughs> I hate her. <laughs> I feel that way, like a little bit about the. Um, they're, they're not friends they're related but the Gilmore Girls when they did the oh, re yeah. the year in the yeah, life because yeah. yeah. I watched that show and I loved it and I enjoyed it mm-hmm. and and it's just with the sort of yeah. year long the new special it mm-hmm. really becomes hard to overlook the fact that they're both pretty terrible people and yeah, I'm like oh super no involved. yeah and just I'm like oh I know whoops I guess friends grow and change no. like yeah, Gilmore Girl fine. friends are not the same anymore oh well what a great um, ending. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we can go to another one. Right. Um, uh, I think that's probably us. Yeah. Say something uplifting about female friendships. I think female friendships are beautiful and magical and wonderful, sparkling treasures. Yes. I'm the Leslie Nope of this situation. Yeah. And um, thank you for joining us. Yay. Thanks for listening, and everybody. Always remember the best, best conversations, conversations happen, happen after, after dark. dark.